This is episode 92 of the Gamer Sushi Show. In this week's episode, we talk about Transistor, PlayStation 4 and Infamous Second Son, Hearthstone, Battlefield 5 Hardline, and Halo 5 Guardians. Hi, and welcome to the Gamer Sushi Show. I'm Mitch. I'm Anthony. I'm Hitler, Stalin, Pol Pot, and Jeff. Damn. I'm Castro, because I'm Cuban. <laughs> and this is episode 92.5 of the Gamer Sushi Show. In the fir- um, okay, so you know what? In the, for the first time in history, uh, we managed the podcast for 20 minutes when it wasn't recording. I think that's pretty good for 92 episodes to never have done that until now. Yeah, that's actually really good. So uh, a short round of applause for us. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, we we actually did 20 minutes of podcasting before Jeff realized that his program was no longer recording. So and it was some of the best, most insightful, it's, hilarious, dynamic conversation you will never hear. It's the great lost podcast of 2014, and you will weep knowing that it no longer exists. Um, I mean, we could have put it up a, as a lost podcast, but you know, it has to be recording for that to happen. <laughs> yeah. The first three minutes were riveting, though. Let me tell you, we have that. I might put the first three minutes after this cast you should, just to get people a taste, and then just like a scream of anguish. <laughs> no. The Wilhelm scream. Yeah, there you I've go. been waiting for this pain. Ugh, ugh. But the podcast, it was recording. I mm, felt it. That's true. Oh, uh, that's nice. Oh man. All okay, right, so, so we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna streamline thing. this motherfucker. So we're Anthony, you've been playing transistor. Tell I me played and beat Transistor. It's not as good as Bastion, guys. The soundtrack is really good. Like I was telling Mitch earlier, it, I'd give Bastion a 10. I'd give this like a 7. Mm. It's got some neat combat um, uh, stuff. There's all these different fun- abilities. They call them functions. And each ability has different uses. It can be a passive stat. It could be an add-on to another ability. Or you could just use it as one of your action buttons. Um, and that's all neat. There's tons of different combinations. I mean, I don't know how many permutations of that there is. Someone else can do the math. Uh, but there's a ton of them. Um, but, um, it's, it's just okay. Like the combat is like, it's, it's neat, but the way that most of it plays out is you hit the R2 or you hit the trigger button and then everything pauses. And then you have, um, a certain amount of like moves that you can do. Like you can walk up to a guy, hit him with this move, hit him with that move, run away to this other thing. And then, then sort of, you sort of plan out your moves while everything's frozen mm-hmm. and then you hit the trigger button and your character does them all. And then there's a period of like five seconds or so where you can't do almost anything and you just kind of got to stay away. So you got to hope that what you did um, did enough damage to incapacitate the enemies, kill them, or that you moved yourself away out of harm's way by the time you can use your abilities again. Um, so that that always neat. The atmosphere of the, the world is really good and the story is very obtuse. By the time you figure out what's happening, the game is over, which is about the time I really started being like... I. I really like this game. And then, like, it was over. So, like, if someone was like, oh, what do you think about her um, Transistor? I'd be like, I like it. You know, and that kind of like, I like it, like, but I'm not really, I don't love it, you know? It yeah. doesn't get the same sort of fervent recommendation that you would give Bastion. Bastion after five minutes was my game of the year. Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, so, so the- my only question is, is there a pleasant African-American narrator? Yes, the sword. Uh that you use is the transistor and that is the narrator see your character is mute her voice has been stolen wow a um, mute protagonist in a video game what a, what well, a shock have a story reason for it so there is yeah the, there's a story reason for I it i know i'm just being reductive uh <laughs> i mean i'm cool with i'm cool with silent pro- protagonists if they actually have a creative reason for them to be silent 
There is. I don't know why her voice was stolen in the actual game, but it is stolen for a re- there. I don't know what the reason was, but allegedly it was stolen for. See, she made a deal with Ursula in that in order to become a human. Yeah. She- <laughs> At the end, she gets it back, and it's like, ah. But the person in the sword is talking to her. They have a prior relationship, and he's like kind of talking to her uh, a bit. And so sometimes you'll come. This is neat. You'll come to like a kiosk, and you'll sort of log in, and you can like you'll read news stories. And um, you'll, she can post comments, and so she'll post like a little bit of a comment, and she's talking to the sword though, because she can't talk, so she's communicating with the guy in the sword. Um, so she'll like type something and then, and then erase it, and then like type the next thing of what she wants to say while he replies to her and everything. And that's a neat little way of having some communication between them. It does give her uh, some personality, hmm. um, but it's 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 fun. I would rec- I recommend playing it, but it's not a must play. Yeah. So. Hmm. So one of the nice things they did was uh, the entire soundtrack is available on Spotify and RDO and, and YouTube, actually. So like that, that was one of the biggest draws of the first game, I feel like. I, I think the, the first game, it was the way the narrator reacted to what you were doing and the music were like some of the biggest draws of that game. Like it's, it, it had some cool gameplay. I really enjoyed it a lot, but I, I feel like those two things were what made people sit up and say, okay, this is, this is something a little bit different stylistically because of that um and and like the i like the music that i've heard for transistor um yeah gameplay wise i I read that it's sort of a combination of like action and strategic so like what you were saying where you can pause the action or like playing it you're pausing the action and mapping out your moves that's the strategic part of it um i i've honestly i've been waiting until it goes on sale (laughs) like it's only twenty dollars but i decided that Knowing that it's like a six-hour-long game, I don't necessarily want to spend twenty dollars on it. So I mean, the Steam Summer Sale is coming up. You can guarantee that thing will be on sale for like five ninety-nine. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's good. Transistor. More like transition to a different topic. We're trying oh. to remember what we talked about and what we want to say again. Yeah. So I got a PlayStation Four the other week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ooh, uh, tell me all about it. Yeah, after complaining on multiple podcasts about the fact that I didn't have a PlayStation 4, I finally went out and got one. Made um, yourself a PlayStation 4 owner. Yeah, I took that. I took the plunge. Yeah. So I picked that up. I'm really enjoying the console so far. Uh, I like the controller. The controller is like much better than the DualShock 3. It just feels a lot more solid, and the triggers are a lot nicer. I also picked up a copy of Infamous Second Son with it. And I'm enjoying that so far as well. I really like how the game offers you like multiple powers to use. So I've got the video power recently. So I have three of the four available powers that you get in the game. And I'm enjoying the way that you can modify your play style just by absorbing a different element, for lack of a better word, and then switching up your move set and stuff like that. The game is also really freaking gorgeous. So yeah, I'm really def- enjoying it. It definitely seemed like it was designed as sort of like a, a showcase for the, the Yeah, systems. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like just there's just like particle effects everywhere. I think the reason they started you off with smoke is just to show you like, look how many flashy little bits that we can put on the screen at the same time, just to sort of wow you with what they can do with the game. Yeah, yeah that's, how, the, that's how it feels. Yeah, the side missions are a little repetitive, but so far, and the story isn't that great, although I am enjoying the sort of like interplay between the main character and his brother. And I just got to the part where, where a tragic thing happened, and I was a little sad. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it so far. I really like the console. Um, it's a shame that there's only really one game to play for it right now. 
Well, there's, there's, I mean, there's a handful of. Other I know, but I, I have a gaming PC and. Yeah, so exclusive yeah. games. That's the problem. It's like yes. I, I bought Assassin's Creed Four for the PC, although I haven't even played it yet. So. Yeah, if well, I hadn't if gotten out- Watch Dogs as a gift for my birthday, then I probably would have gotten it on the PlayStation Four at some point. If you uh, get the PlayStation Plus, then you'll uh, Resogun is still available to download. Oh yeah, I need to get that. But I'm not getting fucking Trials Evolution or whatever because I don't need that in my life. (laughs) You don't. You don't need that Dark Mistress in your life, is what you're saying. No. Yeah. Try playing that in Dark Souls Two in the same week. (laughs) I I definitely still think that PlayStation Plus is worth the money, although I think the game that well. They've been releasing good games, but everything they've released in the last couple months has been stuff that I had already bought on the PC when it was on sale, like Remember Me or DMC or stuff like that. So I was like, Argh. like in theory, it's still a good deal. It's all games that I wanted. It's just games that I had managed to buy already. So that's the only downside for me. And I, I actually don't know how the PlayStation 4 releases stack up. I Didn't they release like Outlast? and They released Outlast, um, Don't Starve, Stick It to the Man, and, um, and that's it for s- this so far. Yeah. They, but they've, they've somehow managed to, uh, you know, keep it fresh and everything, mm-hmm. even though there isn't, doesn't seem like there'd be a lot. A lot of it's been indie games and stuff like that, but, um, it's it's still been uh it's still been good. Well, so my thing is with the PlayStation Three version of PlayStation Plus is that I I download every free game that they add. Regardless, yeah, yeah, regardless, unless it's, it's a, a unless it's a racing game because I <laughs> never, I never like racing games. Um, but yeah, I'll, so so I'll give pretty much everything they offer a chance, and it's actually been really cool to discover stuff that I would never have played otherwise. Like I played a bit of uh, Bit Trip Runner Two, which is pretty fun, um, and I don't think I, I would have picked that up otherwise because it's literally just like it's a it's one of those rhythm games kind of, but it's not so focused on music rhythm so much as it is like visual reactions more. Like it's it I, I never really listen to the music when I'm playing it. It's more about like remembering which button you have to press to do a specific thing because basically every Every button on the controller does a, a move that you can learn, like a jump or a slide or something like that. And you have to, depending on what's coming up, you have to do the right move. So it's it's a it's a good sort of like zone out and focus type of game um, that I never would have picked up otherwise. And I, I, I'm sure there's stuff on the PlayStation 4 version that it's the same, like Stick It to the Man. I have no idea what that is, but I would download it and see what it was. I don't know if I would be up for playing Outlast. Like, I'm not as much of a wussy <clears throat> about scary games as Eddie is, but... That one Me either, but that game scary. had some <laughs> enough tense moments that I was like, "Fuck this!" I've still got it on there. I haven't uninstalled it, but I'm not like it was a really like tense. Like, why would I put myself through this right now? Like, mm-hmm. now that I've been, now that I'm over the anxiety of like the wedding and planning for all that stuff, um, maybe I perhaps I will go back to it. But um, yeah, it was there was some harrowing moments that I was like, mm, no thanks. So basically, what I'm saying, Mitch, is that I think you should get PlayStation Plus as long as it gets you more than just like another moose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm um. Oh, Mitch, I I'll give you a recommendation on Play, uh, PlayStation Plus. E3 is coming up, and Sony typically does something around. I can't promise they will, of course, but they typically do something cool oh, around E3 like for PlayStation Plus. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. To get people excited, they'll, they'll be like, look yeah. at these six crazy games you can add to your collection. Yeah, they've done that before. I think they, they're they probably, like, if they have any big things they're going to add to it, they're probably saving on, on them, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm reading just now on the PlayStation blog, 
um, Resogun is leaving on June 3rd. It will no longer be available to download. Well, you know, it'll be there. I'm sure you can buy it. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, but you can't. it will not be free. That was what I'm saying for, for Mitch. If he's going to get uh, it for that reason, uh, because, you know, if he wants to play Destiny with us, he'll probably, you know, get PlayStation Plus to play online. Yeah. Um, so it was, if you're going to do it, do it soon. So. All right. I'll take that under advisement. Well, the one nice thing is if you do get it, I'm pretty sure you can go. This is what I did. You go on the, the, the website. You can buy it on the website, and it'll get added to your account whether or not you can actually download it onto a PlayStation 4. So I, I bought Resogun with my PlayStation Plus membership, and whenever I eventually get a PlayStation 4, I should be able to download it. So Yeah, that's true. Speaking of things you can download for free, mm-hmm. there's a game out there called Hearthstone. <laughs> uh, I, believe it's, I believe it's pronounced Hearthstone. Her- Thank you. I believe it's Hearthstone. How, okay. how many A's are in that? Uh, like no. at least five. And I've never, I'm just going to start this off here, I've never really cared for, um, not for because of any reason other than that I haven't really messed with them, but I've never really played or cared for card games like this, even the ones on video games. Although I, was always, I would always like to play them. I would see like, you know, a Marvel card game come out for like the PlayStation or whatever and be like, oh, I'd like to play that, but you know, didn't really buy it. Um, downloaded this, played about the tutorial and was instantly like, fuck yes. I will have me some of this, please. Hearthstone is so addictive. Like, I really like it. It's super fun. I, I, I want, I want more, and I will continue. To, I made Markel like bring her iPad over. I'm like, you still have your iPad over at your parents' house. You need to bring that over so I can play Hearthstone. <laughs> and she's like, what, 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 what's that? I'm like, it's a game. It's free. Don't worry. I don't need your code. I don't need your password for iTunes or anything like that. Just give me the goddamn thing and get out of my way. So. <laughs> So I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Mitch, I know you've been playing it a bit as well. Yeah, I've been playing it a bit as well. I am not very good at it. (laughs) I have won one round out of the dozen or so that I've played. I mostly just play like ranked because I don't really see the point of playing the non-ranked thing because Blizzard games are usually all about, you know, destroying your self-confidence and your sense of worth (laughs) by competing against people you have no chance of beating. But I'm really enjoying it as well. I mean, I haven't played it as much recently because I've been playing some other stuff mm-hmm. like Mario Golf. But I think Hearthstone is really good. I just wish I was better at it. Like, I'll go up against people and I'll, I, I haven't built my deck. Like, I think that's my first problem is that I haven't built a specific deck that I can use. I just use like a random selection of cards in, in the mage deck because I don't want to spend money either. So I'm sure the people I'm going up against have some sort of specific build that they have. Yes. But I'll, I'll do some things and then I'll, I'll think I'm doing okay. And then someone will just hit this like absolutely just horrific combination of cards where they're, where they'll heal themselves back up to full health, wipe out all my minions and take me down within two turns. Yep. So yep. That's, 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 um, that's, that's my general times experience. I have gone online. What I did is um, I Googled um, Hearthstone for beginners <laughs> and just sort of figured out what, what sort of I should do to start off the game. Um, yeah. And it gave me this really good advice that I've been following, and I'm going to um, take uh, give it to you. Uh, is it said, uh, first thing you should do is through the practice mode, unlock all the characters. Right. Um, and then get each character up to level 10. You can either do this in practice, which by the, it, it's good. I've been playing Mitzkin's computer in practice mode um, and getting, I've gotten like three or four characters up to level 10. And I'm going to do it with all of them because then once you get them up to level 10, you sort of unlock all of like their character-specific cards. So then once you do that, they said, 
then start um, like doing like the daily quests in the ranked or unranked matches, whichever you want when you're playing against other people. But by then they said you should have like you know three, four hundred gold, and you've got a bunch of different cards and everything. And then they said only spend your gold in the arena because every time you go into the arena, the arena costs um, 150 gold, and you get a pack of cards. And then if you win a match or two, or even if you don't, you'll get some, um, what do they call it, arcane dust? You'll get some arcane dust, which is used to craft cards. And you get, even if you do really poorly, they said you get enough that it makes up for the like other 50 gold. Like a pack of cards costs 100 gold, so going to the arena costs 150. So the arcane dust and other prizes you get from playing in the arena make up for that. And they said just only spend your gold on going into the arena. And then that's the way you get like the cards and build up your deck. And Jeff, the arena is cool because what they do is you use cards that you don't even have yet. They just give you and the other player um, a random deck of cards, and then they'll give you like three at a time, and you pick like, okay, I out of those three, I want that one. Out of those three, I want that one. And you build your deck like that, and then you play. Um, I think you uh, then then you play against each other, mm-hmm. and that's how that's how it works. So you get to see cards you don't even have yet. Uh, and sort of it's more equal footing. You don't have to worry about not having a deck. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, which is a neat, uh, neat thing to do, but, you know, like I said, it costs gold in the game, which if you run out of, then you need to pay real money for um, or use, or do quests to get. So that's what I'm going for, Mitch. Uh, I've read that that's what I should do, so I'm sort of following that because it seems like it makes sense to me. Okay, yeah, I've just been kind of like derping around in ranked matches, but actually having a set goal seems like a better way. Yeah, I'll I'll forward you the the link to like this website that it, it gave uh they even have like a they even have like a quiz like how well do you know the cards and they're like on this card what is the what is the armor for this thing and I'm like uh not ready for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't ready for that jelly. I like the velociraptors. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Where's I like that? the cards. What when you lay them down, you can attack right away. Them's are my yeah. favorite. Battle cry. Yeah, battle or, cry. Uh, charge. Charge. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the things they say when you lay down cards. There's that one thing who's got like a like a a, a gun, and he's like, "I've got the big gun," and he like shoots the guy. It's a it's a pretty humorous game. I like it. It's it is yeah. It's definitely got that free. Blizzard touch. You got an iPad, Jeff. I know you got an iPad. I would recommend downloading it and playing it. <laughs> I haven't been gaming on my iPad as much as I was for a while. Like there was a period. This is of, the way to do it. Eh, well, there was a period of time where I I, I did a lot. And yeah, I you just, were like the iOS guy for yeah, a while. I don't yeah. know. I don't remember what it was that got me out of it. But yeah, I haven't been doing that as much. I but, did. I did show Puzzle Juice to my girlfriend, and she has a game that like basically whenever she's over uh, here for a long time and we have some downtime. She will pick up the same game, and she's got like a 16 million running score from that one game that she's been playing for probably Jesus. technically like... She's probably played it for several hours over the course of a couple weeks. So <laughs> it's pretty funny. So yeah, so she's playing that, but I haven't been playing much of anything on it. Um, what know. iPad do you have? Is it like an iPad 2? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Hearthstone runs kind of crappy on an iPad 2. Yeah, I I probably don't. It's it's not enough to affect your enjoyment of the game. I'm just saying if you do plan to pick it up, or if anyone listening to the podcast with an iPad too, and is interested in Hearthstone, it's not enough to affect Markel your enjoyment has. of the game. But I don't know what kind Markel has. It might be a two. Um, it runs okay on that one. Maybe she's got a, maybe she's got a more the new iPad or whatever they call it. You yeah, know. iPad um, Air. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's the air though. I don't. It's not the brand new one. Um, I don't know what Maybe it is. But, but anyways, yeah. 
but it it runs well on mine, which I was worried about that because I'd heard that as well. But thankfully, it, it runs very well on mine. So yeah. or hers, <laughs> my wife's. That's well, fun. she's she's your woman now, and therefore all her property is your property. Yeah, yep. don't don't let her listen to this podcast because then she'll you know, yeah, yeah. disagree with you. Because... Then she'll learn about modern laws, and we don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. No wonder, no wonder you're married to a moose, Mitch. <laughs> I'm listen, this... guys. I'm not a, I'm not a moosogynist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh lord so i think Before... i think we're about to wrap up there might be a couple more topics we want to hit but i really just wanted to talk for a second about battlefield hardline mm. and i'm sorry to do this to you guys <laughs> oh it's okay talk about it I'm but gonna... after this i want to talk about i want you to talk about or we can talk about halo real quick the halo 5 okay thing. for anyone who hasn't been on the site in the last couple of days jeff i feel like we need to mention that in, in like every podcast we do have a website go see it comment on it it is not, on the just, World Wide Web. Not just you, Jeff, everybody. Eh, Use I, your Netscape uh, I, have other th- I have other things that I do besides look at your fancy website. That's fair. So, Battlelog, which is DICE's browser-based interface for the most recent Battlefield games, was updated this week. And in that update, they apparently put a bunch of images and assets on there for a game called Battlefield Hardline. And what that is, it's a, it's a spin-off entry in the franchise being developed by Visceral Games, who you may remember from Dante's Inferno and some other game series called Dead Space. Um, Ooh, they're like making the Dead Space. They're making the new a new Battlefield game based around cops and robbers. So traditionally, Battlefield games are based around armed conflict between nations, militaries, and now they're making it between a SWAT team and Thieves, I guess is the name of the other team right now. So... The only thing I want to say about this is that it's too soon to have another Battlefield game. <laughs> Battlefield 4 is still broken. But they've added microtransactions now, so... Yes, now you can buy battle packs where you used to just get those through ranking up and earning service stars. Now you can buy them with money. Don't do that. Listen, Don't buy the battle packs. They're trying to sweep Battlefield 4 under the rug. They want to pry it from your cold, dead hands and give you something else. Listen, I know I'm talking a tough game now, but come November or whatever, I'm going to be playing Battlefield Hardline, so I don't know what I'm complaining about. You'll, be, I just, you'll be playing, like, bouts of Battlefield Hardline in between bouts of Battle, Battlefield 4, and then you'll just sort of cry on the floor for a while. And finally, well, I, w- I will have reached my nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> I have Battlefield on my right hand and Battlefield on my left. So I know it's not being developed by DICE. It's being developed by another team, and the some of the game modes do look really cool. They're more based around objective-type stuff, so you have games where you have to, if you're the thieves, you have to break into a bank vault, or if you're the SWAT, you have to rescue hostages, or you have to transport, like, a boat, lo- like a not a boatload, because there are no boats, but, like, a bunch of cash across the map, or race from one point to the other. So that sort of stuff sounds neat. I just think it's still too soon after Battlefield 4, which was not well-received by pretty much everybody to be bringing out another entry in the series. Like, I know they're trying to replace the hole that the failed Medal of Honor reboot left in their franchise lineup, but they probably just could have named this, like, just Hardline Mm. from the creators of Battlefield, and it would have served the same purpose without trading on the Battlefield brand name. Right after the old payday. Yeah, Battlefield Payday, right after they ran the Battlefield brand name into the fucking ground. Yeah, I can't wait for Battlefield Star Wars. Battlefront? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's, come on, you know. Yeah, I know. So (laughs) I just just wanted to rant about that real quick. I guess the last last thing we're going to talk about is Halo 5, which again was posted on the site. Um, Halo 5 was revealed in a blog post uh, by the general manager of 343 Industries, uh, Bonnie Ross. Uh, apparently it is a new engine coming to just the Xbox One in the fall of 2015 and will introduce a new playable character 
to the series who is not Cortana in a Spartan body or anything like that. It is apparently just a dude with a very feminine figure. Uh, the subtitle for that game is he's Halo spelt. 5 Guardians. Yes, he's very spelt. Hmm. He's very, you know, he has an hourglass figure. Is his name Mr. Chef? It might be. I re- I just thought that they were bringing out a new character so that they could, like, build a media franchise off of this guy because the Chief is not the best character to transition to TV and movies. So if they had a guy who was... mean? A bit more personable. They could just the spin him off. Dialogue, the he so, says. So, yeah. So wait, are they going to give the actual the the character an actual personality? And that's just my guess. According to some the the series executive producer, that he just said it was a brand new character. And I'm sure we'll learn more when the game is actually out. But I just think it was kind of interesting that Halo, which is usually like a big ticket reveal at E3, which is kind of like revealed in a blog post a month before E3 like even happened. Well, the way I've um, kind of looked at this is they'd already at e3 last year said there was a you know like we are we already know halo 5 was coming out um so all they did was title it and give it a date um so i understand maybe why that's not an e3 thing because it's already it was already a known but i remember i don't remember what they said at e3 last year but didn't they say it was coming in 2014 that halo game Anthony, if you went back and looked at their wording very carefully, they said your Halo journey <laughs> begins in 2014. Uh, so it begins in 2014. So I guess seeing the trailer is part of my journey. Yes. That yeah, was, I guess that, so. I mean, let's fa- let's call it what it is. It's a delay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a delay because it was supposed to come out in 2014. Um, but we might be getting the Master Chief Collection, which is all four numbered Halo games. In Maybe one collection for the Xbox One. Who likes the Halo novels? Maybe I can get him to like buy an Xbox One just to it's play too, all the Halo games. It's too bad that it doesn't that that's this supposed rumored collection doesn't come with Halo Reach, which I feel is the most novelish of all the Halo game stories. And a great game. <laughs> yes, and also a great game. I, I think my it's favorite probably Halo. still my favorite. Yeah, I agree. Re- Reach is still the only one that I played all the way through. When I, I tried to play um, Halo Three, I think with my brother i think that was the one i tried to play and i just could not i did not like it i mean i played it and i was one of those that i'm like i don't i don't like this very much yeah. i played it well For, after it was you know you definitely had to out. be part of like the zeitgeist when wait, halo 3 came out wait maybe it wasn't halo 3 maybe it was the halo re-release yeah that's what it was i tried to play the first oh, yeah. remastered version with my brother and i just <laughs> i could i, I wish get, eddie was online right i couldn't now. get i couldn't get used to the controls and i just did not I, I felt like um anything you know it's kind of like if you watch the godfather after you watch goodfellas goodfellas takes everything the, the godfather started with and makes it better so it's kind of like i kind of feel like okay if halo was an exciting game 15 years ago or however long ago You're talking about two of my favorite movies of all time watch yeah, it but you understand, <laughs> no i know no but you understand no like, i understand what you mean i still understand it's 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 i still prefer the godfather but goodfellas is so watchable but i mean if you see if you watch goodfellas first the stuff that's new and original in the godfather doesn't seem as new and original when you watch because you've already seen stuff that took those elements and like built upon it so i feel like that's the same kind of thing that like it, it doesn't mean the earlier work is worse it's that it's just been pillaged by everybody right. that came after it you know yeah I, I had a friend who was very annoyed that john carter didn't do well because he goes it's the thing that all these other things are based on i'm like yeah but 
they did it all better later that, on. That's probably with, why it, one of the reasons it didn't do very well. It's because all that stuff was yeah, like a cliche I remember, by the time it came out. But I remember when I saw the preview, I'm just like, I there's nothing there that interests me. And I'm usually pretty you know, into almost anything. Like, I'm willing to give anything a chance, you know? Um, but I was just like, I, I don't see much there, man. And he was really annoyed by the fact that America didn't recognize the greatness of something that came out in like 1914 or 1930 or whatever. Right. So, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so long story and short, I, I mean, about, Halo, yeah. Halo 5 is probably not going to be enough of a draw for me. Uh, I agree. I think I, Halo 4 was fun for a, a good amount of time. Not a good amount of time, but I really enjoyed it, but I got tired of it real quick. And one last thing, as they do at the E3 press conferences, I'll keep this very brief. I'm reading the Console Wars book um, by Blake J. Harris, and it's all about Sega trying to unseat Nintendo in the 16-bit Console Wars. It is so good. It is endlessly fascinating. There's so many great stories. It's it's like you. I lived through this, and then now I'm hearing all the behind-the-scenes stuff. And I, it's one of those books that like I could finish in a day if I let myself. But I'm loving it so much. I don't want to like. Let, I don't want it to end, so I'm parceling it out. Just for instance, um, here's a good story that I really enjoyed. And I remember this happening. Um, tar- like when the Super Nintendo came out, uh, people back in 1991 they didn't have really strict return policies like at Target. So you could take your NES, not in the box, missing controllers that you've had for four or five years, and you could like return it and say, uh, I got this as a gift. And they would just take it, give you the store credit, and you could apply that to a Super Nintendo. <laughs> and that, rightfully so, was pissing Nintendo off because they were, you know, because Target was sending it back to Nintendo and they were eating, you know, they already eat the loss. Um, and so they met with the target people and they were like, uh, you, you can't do this. Why don't you do a 90 day return policy? Cause the stores at the time didn't have that shocking. I know. <laughs> and, um, this was a, the stone age. Uh, and so target was like, no, these are our customers. These aren't just our customers. They are our guests. We're not doing this. So then they met a couple more times. Didn't work. So then basically target stopped selling Nintendo products for a time. Um, which is like crazy. And I remember that. I remember when that happened. Uh, but I didn't know all the stuff behind it because I was only 10 at the time. Oh, right, yeah. Um, so, you know, stories like that. Uh, there's stories about, like, how, you know, um, they heard about the price drop that the Super Nintendo was going to do. So the Sega people, like, quickly, like, gimmicked up all these leaflets to make it look like they had a price drop plan, too, even though they only heard about it the night before. Um, just to try and steal some of Nintendo's thunder. The fact that, like, when Nintendo bought the Seattle Mariners, uh, there was a very anti-Japanese sentiment. And it actually hurt Nintendo. They were buying them to keep them in Seattle, but it actually hurt them publicly because people didn't like the idea of a Japanese company owning a baseball team, which is ridiculous. Yeah, because how many baseball players are farmed from Japanese teams nowadays? Like some, yeah, some exactly. great now, baseball players yeah. come from Japanese you know, teams. Then there was a couple, but it was still pretty rare. But still, it was just very like you know, you know, the the economy was in a recession, and they were blaming the Japanese, you know, that kind of thing. Um, it's a great read. The only thing about it is, like, he kind of condenses something. Like, there'll be a conversation or a meeting between two people, and in real life, you kind of know that, like, this everything that's being said in here kind of was said over several meetings over several weeks, but he just does it in one conversation to make it a little more, you know, cinematic and yeah, better I mean, story. I'm, I'm all in favor of that. Like, I personally don't read much nonfiction, but I like it when nonfiction is narrative. Like, I, I enjoy narrative nonfiction. Right, and than- it's like that, and it. And it's and I, I have no problem with it either, except his dialogue is real clunky. Mm, There's okay. nobody that talks like these people talk. It's yeah. very formal and like 
it's like sort of stilted, and it does kind of make you go, really? Like you know, like but, I say, good sir, these consoles are quite the bother, indeed. You're not far off. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. Okay. But it does not hinder the enjoyment of what you're getting out of it. Yeah. Um, so I really recommend it. It's a fantastic read. So That's if cool. anybody out there is interested in that kind of thing, uh, check it out. So, so, so I know you said you had one more thing. The only thing that I wanted to say real quick <laughs> is that uh, it's, it's one sentence. I've almost beaten Dark Souls 2, and we've barely talked about it since uh, I got it. So take that! Yes. Well, you guys will have to have a Dark Souls cast at some People point. Have a Dark hey, Souls if, cast. Yeah. if only you two can make it next week, you should do a Dark Souls cast, just like Anthony and I did a Dead Space cast. Yeah, that was fun. Which I'm not going to edit. I'm just going to just put it up raw because I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> he doesn't even want to hear it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I, I'll, I'll edit it. You you're guys, not. Ju- no, you're not joking. You're actually not joking. You're just. No. No. Okay. No. Anyway. All right. You're cool. not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. There you go. <laughs> Uh, cool. Or as Eddie would say, nice. Nice. So nice. I think uh, nice. nice. I think we're nice, gonna nice, go nice. ahead and uh, <laughs> 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 that was good. So I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap this uh, wrap this one up. I don't know what else. Oh yeah, right. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are twitter.com/gamersushi. You should also rate and review the podcast on iTunes with many stars. The black stars, Carcosa. Mm-hmm. It's true. You win Carcosa um, now, boy. Mitch, so how you, do they how do they follow you on Twitter? They follow me on Twitter by going by opening their internet browser, uh-huh. uh, typing in the bar at the top, twitter.com slash mi7ch. Wait, do they need to type in www? That's very important. No. Okay. No, you don't need to do that. You can just type in twitter.com slash mi7ch, and it will take you to my Twitter page. Jeff, how I, do people follow I'm, you on Twitter? I'm twitter.com slash unsquare. Uh, I, you have to go to Netscape Navigator, and then okay. their Twitter, and I am twitter.com slash anthonytaylor underscore. Do you have to have a dial-up modem to do this? Uh, no, smoke signals only, please. Smoke signals, okay. Netscape Navigator smoke signals. Okay. Yep. There are right. some other guys. You can follow them, too. Whatever. But they out. were too busy to come and talk to you guys tonight, so fuck them. Yeah. Twitter.com slash Eddie Rivas is a jerk, and Twitter.com slash Nick Camardo is too good for this podcast. He is a saint. It's, it's a really long username. He probably needs to rethink how long username is. He yeah, should probably he change needs- his name. All right, so I guess that's it for this week. So I guess we'll either see you guys, by you guys I mean the listeners, next week or the week after, which is E3. And our season finale. Yeah, yeah and our season I'll finale. Hopefully actually manage to record our season finale. Hopefully yes, you manage to record nice. this. Yeah, hopefully you manage to record this. So bye. Bye. bye.